Good morning and welcome to Celebration Church. Let's all stand together and recite together the Apostles' Creed. This is uh, who we are, what we believe at Celebration Church. We believe in God, the Father Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who for us and for our salvation was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the fellowship of believers, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting Amen. You may be seated. Good to have you here this morning. Welcome to all those who join us via the internet. Quite a few people watch us on that. I believe last week was something like 10,000 people all over the world. So they're bigger than you guys are. So anyway, we're glad that you joined with us. Uh, Today is the uh, second week of Advent. I want to ask this question. Why do we celebrate Christmas? Every year, year after year after year. Why do we celebrate Easter? Every year after year after year, Lent every year after. In fact, the Christian calendar tends to say the same all the time, every year. Why is it important? Let me tell you why. I'm sure that's why you came. It's because we need to remember. We need to be reminded who we are, why we're here, and what it is we're supposed to be doing. Somebody say amen. Amen. All right? That is the importance. The importance of remembering. This morning, I want to give you a simple little message called the importance of reminding. Now, the definition of remember, a very simple definition, is to bring something that is already in your mind to the forefront of your mind. Throughout the scriptures, we see the importance of reminding. Over and over and over again, God is constantly telling us to remember and to be reminded of certain things. We see this starting way back in Exodus when the Israelites are being delivered from Egypt and the big final plague when Pharaoh wouldn't let the people go was the death angel came. And The people were told if they would prepare their homes properly, that the angel would pass over them and God would protect them. And to this very day, thousands and thousands of years later, every year the Israelites celebrate Passover. It's when the death angel passed over them. We read about it uh, in Exodus, the 12th chapter. Moses told them, and when you're telling them to remember to do this every year, he says, when your children ask you, what does this ceremony mean? Then tell them, it is the Passover sacrifice to the Lord who passed over the houses of the Israelites in Egypt and spared our homes when he struck down the Egyptians. Always remind them, year after year after year, we need to be reminded. I don't need to marry, I already know that. No, 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 you don't understand. That's not what reminding is. If you don't know it, then it's teaching, Right? Some of you, I'm teaching you about reminding. Others of you, I'm reminding you that you need to remember to remind. 
All right? Sometimes people get insulted. I already know that. No, 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 no. Don't be barking at somebody when they tell you to remind you. We know you know it. That's why we're reminding you. All right? After the children of Israel came through the wilderness and God was with them for those 40 years, he says in Deuteronomy, the eighth chapter, he says, remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years. Don't forget. He did it to humble and to test you in order to know what is in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands throughout the entire Old Testament. They are constantly prodded to remember. Why? Because we forget. So easy to forget. It's not that you don't know, and there's a difference. I'll point that out again. Oftentimes people get real sensitive about being reminded about things. Oh, I know that already. It's not about being taught. We know you know it. We're reminding you. It is just part of the human nature that we need to be reminded. We also see it in the New Testament. Peter writes in his uh, epistle, he says, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection in love. He goes through this list of fundamental Christian attributes that they need to pay attention about. And he goes on to say, so I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them. Again, if they didn't know them, there'd be no reason to remind them. He would be teaching them. But he's reminding them about what they already no, enough, uh, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. I think it is right, Peter says, to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body. We know that the communion experience that Christians do over and over again throughout the world. Uh, at Celebration Church, we do it every Sunday. Many churches do it every Sunday, some once a month, whatever their thing is, but they're constantly doing this communion thing. Why? Why is it so important? Paul writes about this when he recounts what happens when the Lord took the bread on the night he was betrayed. And we read, he says, and when he'd given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Jesus knew people. He knew we would tend to forget. Not that we don't know. We all know, but we need to be constantly reminding. Remember, reminding is taking what's already in your head filed away somewhere and bringing it to the forefront. We celebrate communion constantly in the Christian experience to bring to our minds, into the forefront of our minds, what Jesus did for us on that cross. 2,000 years ago that brought us salvation. There is something about the human condition that needs constant reminding. Children need to be reminded. Friends need to be reminded. Employees need to be reminded. And if you work here, employers need to be reminded constantly of what's going on around here. Family members need to be reminded. Spouses, <laughs> there's a big one, need to be 
reminded, but we've gotten a very negative attitude, it seems, in our culture. I don't know how long this has been going on, but it's bad now. People get mad about having to remind, especially spouses. The person who does the reminding becomes resentful that they have to constantly remind the other person. And the other person who gets reminded becomes angry because they are prodded to remember. Usually barking, I know that already, don't need to remind me. Reminding is not teaching you. We know you already know it. It's about bringing it forward into your mind. The healthiest relationships are the ones most committed to and comfortable with reminding. If you look around, the happiest couples are the ones who always remind each other. And they make games of it, and they laugh about it, and it's no big deal. These are the healthiest couples, the ones who are the most miserable, which I'm sure many of you are listening right now, are the ones who don't like it. The worst relationships are not committed to, nor are they comfortable with reminding. In fact, the reminding makes them angry. They actually believe that the need to remind is a sign of a bad or broken relationship. It is not. This is normal. Everybody say normal. normal. We all need to be reminded it's a healthy thing. It's a good thing. It's a positive thing. But look how people approach this, the kind of relationships they have. And this is any kind of relationship. I'll talk about husbands and wives right now, but. Let's say you have two couples. In this relationship with both couples, the man is the kind of guy who likes, when he comes in the house, he likes his wife to give him a kiss. And he tells his wife, I love it when you come, I come home and you give me a kiss. All right? And it doesn't take long before he comes home and what? She's not giving him a kiss. The healthy relationships go, hey, where's my kiss? Oh, I forgot. Ha, 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 All right. And as sure as shooting, a couple of days go by, and she forgets to give him a kiss. Just say, hey, take out the garbage. Not till you give me a kiss. <laughs> couple two, he wants his wife to give him a kiss and reminds her two, three, oh, maybe even five times. And he gets tired of having to remind her. And every time he comes home, she's busy doing something else. And he quietly becomes resentful and angry and bitter. Pretty soon he's a grout. What's wrong with you? He won't say it again. Why? I shouldn't have to remind her. <laughs> Tell me you love me. She says, Tell me you love me. Okay, I love you. Two hours go by, of course he forgets it. <laughs> the healthiest couple, she's always reminding him. Do you love me? <laughs> Tell me you love me. <laughs> I love you, leave me alone already. <laughs> Three days later, do you still love me? <laughs> These are couples who stay happily married for decades. But the ones who resent the reminding, she reminds them 
eight times. <laughs> 14 years later, she's divorcing his butt. Why? I'm so tired of having to remind him. He never tells me he loves me. Do you ask him? Of course I did. When? 12 years ago. <laughs> you never remind him a lot. I did, eight times. Are you delusional? These are the people, I'm telling you, we're laughing, but I'm telling you, this happens all the time. I guarantee you. Is that a word? <laughs> Making it up. I guarantee you that the people who are the most miserably married right now are the people who are bitter and angry because they've had to remind him or her. Usually it's her reminding him. It is what it is. <laughs> and these women get bitter. Every year they get more bitter. Every year they get more angry. Every year they become more resentful until it falls apart. So I don't have to keep reminding him. Hey, do what you want. But you're headed for a disaster. Oh, maybe not today. Maybe not next week. But I'm pretty sure in the next 7 to 12 years, you're going to be giving us a call. As your relationship completely falls apart. All because you refuse to remind each other. The people who are the happiest in any relationship are always reminding each other. Being reminded is not a sign of weakness. It is a positive thing. It is a good thing. We need to remind each other. Don't go around mad all the time because you're not getting what you want. So why do I have to remind them? Because they're not you. They don't think like you. We all think they think like you, but they don't. The chances are you married someone who's the complete opposite of you. It's these differences that draw us towards each other. Like a slow-moving car wreck. <laughs> Starts out delightful. Oh, turns into ah! And make no mistake, every single argument in marriage boils down to one very simple argument. Why can't you be more like me? <laughs> right? Because clearly I am brilliant and you are mentally ill. Because they don't have the same priorities. They're just not you. It is what it is. Get comfortable with reminding. Now, I just said, there's something about the human condition that needs constant reminding. And I have to tell you, this is one of these messages that, as I started working on the message, I started learning something. Because <laughs> most of the time, you start with a message, you have a thought. You have a point. You want to make the point. You want to teach the people. And you come and you teach the people and you find all your scriptures and you make your case and you teach the people. I actually wrote this phrase down when I was first working on this message. There's something about the human condition that constantly needs reminding. I was ready to go into a whole thing that is probably the result of the sinful nature. That causes, you know, you can blame sin for almost everything, right? We're all so jacked up. But as I'm studying this, I'm realizing... Yes, we do need to be reminded. There is something in this human condition that needs reminding. But it's not because of the sinful nature. It's not the result of something that is broken. And I'll tell you why. It's because when I started studying this, I began to realize 
that God needs to be reminded. I was stunned. I know the way you're looking at me. You're stunned too. The first 17 times the word remind or remember is in the Bible. And I gave up after that because I don't want to go through the whole thing. Uh, the first 17 times, 10 of those times, the word remind is appointed, is attached to God. Here's the famous one. This is after, this is Genesis, the ninth chapter, after the world had gotten so bad. After the fall of mankind, sin poisoned. I mean, people were so poisoned. It was so out of control. They became so violent and vile and disgusting. It was to- totally out of control. And God looked and said, the only way even to save the race is I got to wipe this thing and start over again. He finds one guy by the name of Noah and his family. Puts him on an ark and he floods out the entire earth. Kills everything except what's on that ark. And we read this in Genesis, the ninth chapter, the 11th verse. He says, I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth in its totality. We know there's still floods today. But. And God said, this is the sign of my covenant I'm making between me and you and every living creature with you. A covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds and it will be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember. You know how you take something like a tie, a string around your finger to remind yourself? You ever do that? And I'll do it, and I'll remind, I can't remember why I tied my finger. <laughs> Every time there's a rainbow in the sky, God, that's his, that's his reminder. Oh, yeah, I remember. I remember. In fact, the first five times in the Bible the word remember is applied, it is replied, applied strictly to God himself. Isn't that amazing? What if our need to be reminded is not a sign of something that's wrong? But it's a family trait. And by family, I mean the human race. A people that was made in the image and likeness of God. But, but isn't the need to remember a sign of old age or something wrong in your head? No. No, it's not. Remember, the definition of remind. It's something that's already in your brain and you pull it to the forefront of your brain. A sign of getting old or something wrong in your head is that you can't pull it out and bring it to the forefront anymore. It's when you can't remember that you have a problem. The need to remember is not the problem. Even God himself, for whatever reason, loves to be reminded. In fact, if you look at the Old Testament, and and, and how many times, and even in the New Testament, the way they would pray is they would remind God about his promises. I encourage people to pray this way. When you're praying, remind God, God, you said in your word, remember, Lord, you said here that you would do such and such. They would do this over and over again. Oh, Lord, don't forget your people. Remember your covenant with us. Remember your promises, oh God. They would pray this over and over again. God never got insulted by needing to be reminded. 
he'd light up. It's already there. It's just that you're pulling it to the forefront of his mind. That's what's supposed to be happening in prayer. God knows you're there. Why should we pray? Because you want to bring that to the forefront. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's me again. So many times we see in the Bible prayers, oh Lord, remember. Oh God, remember me. No, to need to be reminded, to bring to the forefront of your mind something that is already stored in your brain is not a sign that something is wrong with your brain. That is normal. Everybody say, that is normal. That's normal, you see. That's what remembering is about. You already know it. It's already there. We need to be reminded. Bring it to the forefront. Does anyone here not know what Christmas is about? Well, unless you live on another planet, of course you know what Christmas is about. But we're constantly reminding. It's good for us even in our culture, because we live in a culture they've pretty much forgotten, right? They think it's about toys and gifts and, you know. We as Christians are constantly trying to remind our culture, remind them of what this is really about. Does anybody not know, as Christians in the church, you not know what Easter is about, of course. It's not about hopping bunnies and, and all the other stuff. It's about the resurrection of Christ. Why do we keep bringing it up? To bring to the forefront of our mind. We absolutely slow down, we take the time, and we focus on these key events in our lives. To remind ourselves. Again, with couples. One of the healthiest things a couple can do is kind of go down memory lane. Remember why you picked each other. All right? Unless you're in an arranged marriage, you had no choice. <laughs> Not even in an arranged marriage, they have a choice to say yes or no. Remind yourself, what is this about? Remind the times that we had together. Don't wait for things. Oftentimes people wait until there's tragedy before they take the time to remember. Right? It's not until somebody dies. And what's the whole thing about a funeral? It's all the pictures and everybody starts to reflect and remember and cry and everybody wishes, gee, I wish I would have said something, I would have done something. But don't, don't wait for somebody to die before you remind them. Don't. And don't get angry about it. Don't get full of bitterness about it. Yes, you're going to have to remind your kids. They're kids. You're going to have to remind your family. If you don't constantly ask people to remember what it is that you need, you can't get angry at them because they don't know what you need. Well, I told them once already. That's not enough. Well, I've told them 10 times. It's not enough. Well, I've told them 100 times. It's still not enough. You will constantly remind each other. The healthiest relationships are always reminding each other. My, my mother was like this. You, you walk into a room. If you didn't come and kiss my mom when you came in the house. Hey, come here. <laughs> you know, in my family, everybody kissed everybody when they came in the house, Right? When you were kids, you tried not to go out of the house and come back in because you have to kiss everybody all over again. <laughs> right? My cousin, right? To this day, when I walk in the house, she's there. Guess who comes and kisses me and needs to be kissed? All right there, okay? Because that's the culture we raised in. 
The redhead, not so much. Hey, you know what I'm saying? But I'm okay with that. I don't need that. But, but this is the culture. You kiss, you kiss, you come in the house, you kiss everybody. You have to be kissed. And, and they don't sit there and cry if you don't do it. They grab your face. I was just here 10 minutes ago. It's just what you do. It's just what you need. What do you need from people? Don't get mad because they don't do what you need. Don't let resentment build. Don't let anger build. Don't let bitterness build. Well, they don't automatically give me what I need. Surprise! No, they won't just automatically give you what you need or want. You gotta ask. You gotta ask. You gotta remind them. Always remind each other. If you'll do, again, the healthiest families, the healthiest marriages, the healthiest homes, the healthiest connections anywhere in life are the ones who are absolutely the most comfortable and actually embrace and celebrate the constant reminder of what needs to be done. The ones that are the worst, they don't remind each other. They seethe. They simmer. They boil over. Until finally, man, I, can't, I cannot tell you the number of times I have talked to people, of course couples, who come to me and someone has had it. The whole relation falls apart because they have waited for fill in the blank, 7, 12, 15, 21 years. And they just get mad as they have to remind somebody. I shouldn't have to remind them. I told him once already. That's not the way it works. So it's because something wrong with them. No, even God, even God put rainbows in the sky to constantly remind him. Oh yeah, I made a promise. The children of Israel constantly reminding God, remember your covenant, O God, with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. As a Christian experience, every time we take the bread and the wine, we're constantly reminding, do this in remembrance of me. So this holiday season, enjoy the season. Enjoy the reminding. Embrace the reminding, grab the face, <laughs> kiss the face, and enjoy life. Because reminding is normal. We're made in the image of God, and for some reason, God loves it when people take what's in his head and brings it to the forefront. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your kindness, your mercies, your grace. Lord, as we study the scriptures, I was actually rather shocked to see how often the scriptures are filled with this idea of you telling us to remind you or you doing something to be reminded of. Clearly, to be reminded is not a weakness because, God, you have no weaknesses. Reminding is not the result of some sinful condition because, God, you don't have a sinful condition. If, in fact, this is how you operate, we need to operate the same way because we're made in your image. Help us, Lord to get comfortable with being reminded, not to get angry when someone reminds us. It's not an insult. And help us, O oh Lord, those of us who have or desire things from others, to just get comfortable reminding them. And help us, O oh Lord, as a church, to constantly be reminded about the things that we should know, do, even though we might already know them, 
Help us not to get arrogant, thinking, well, I already know this stuff. I don't know why these preacher creeds God, help us to be humble, to realize, to embrace. Yes, yes, I need to be reminded. I need to take what's filed away somewhere and bring it to the forefront of my mind. For Lord, we celebrate you. We thank you for your kindness. We're about to celebrate communion, Lord, where we will be again reminded of what you did for us. And for this, we are so grateful in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. God bless you guys.